Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Welcome to the Fantasy Baseball Today podcast from CBS Sports. Oh, and first pitch, crushing! Deep left field! This is Welcome Got a fantasy question? Email fantasybaseball at cbsi.com. Get ready to win your league. Where fantasy becomes reality. Now, here's Frank, Scott, and Chris. What's up, and welcome in to Fantasy Baseball Today. On Tuesday, May 24th, Frank Sample joined by Scott White and Chris Towers today on the show. We'll talk about Vladimir Guerrero Jr. once again. We're getting lots of emails right now. So we have to appease the audience. Let's see what's going on there. What is up with the Braves hitters minus William Contreras? And I guess Travis Darno. They have an awesome catching duo. And not much else going on there right now. Fantasy Feud, Team Name Tuesday, and a bunch more. But first, Chris, you are living the life, my man. You went to a baseball game, and you're doing the podcast in the same night. How was yeah, it? I went to a, a baseball game. I saw some pierogies run around. Uh <laughs> It was great. You love it. You love to see it. So no, yeah, I'm doing I'm doing great. PNC Park remains the best. I love I mean, I wish more people were there, but selfishly, I was able to get like third row, third base side for like twenty bucks. So Oof, don't mind awesome. that. <laughs> uh so you know. Got to see the pirates get a rare win. So all good. Yeah, I got a front and center picture from Chris. Of a big beefy baseball game, uh, yes, big beefy baseball boy before the game started. So that was awesome. Dan Vogelbach up close yeah. and personal. That was awesome. I'm going to Fenway Park this weekend, so I don't know if you guys have been there, but uh, anybody who knows where to sit, where's the best like bang for my buck? Because I'm not trying to like spend a bunch of money on tickets. Help me out because I don't know anything about Fenway Park. All I all I did when I went was walk around. I barely even <laughs> spent any time in my seats. So. Uh, it's just, it's an awesome place. I'm looking forward to it. You gotta, you gotta be careful when you're buying a seat at Fenway that it's not blocked by a pole. Your view isn't blocked by a pole because that's, that's a common thing. And so there'll be this like random seat and you're like, why is it so much cheaper? And and that's why. (laughs) And yeah, you can't see anything. Yeah. I've already looked at some seats and I saw those with the pole and I'm like, what's going on here? So I'll probably just (laughs) sit somewhere in the outfield in the bleachers or something, but I don't, I don't know where I'm going yet. Anyway, let's talk about today's action. Oh, my good, goodness gracious. All right, Scott, why don't you kick us off? Oh, my goodness gracious from Monday. Oh, those Dodgers. Those dastardly Dodgers up to Dodger things. This time with Tyler Anderson. I don't know what Dodger devil magic they've worked on him, but he suddenly looks like a world beater. On the mound, his latest start at Washington. Eight shutout innings with eight strikeouts. 21 swinging strikes Ooh. on 101 pitches. And I will point out that prior to this game, prior to the 21 swinging strikes against the Nationals on Monday, Tyler Anderson had 
a top 12, what, what, would, what would be a top 12 swinging strike rate if he had the innings to qualify? Clearly, un-Tyler Wells-like stuff. He is throwing a changeup more, and it's a much better changeup than he's had in the past. So, Dodgers devil magic. Tyler Anderson looks like a, a good pitcher. And I, I was disappointed because I thought I... I thought I picked. I thought I picked him up in a bunch of leagues last night as a as you know two start option. I, I guess I didn't win any of those claims. I, I thought I'd won a bunch of them, and I was looking through all my scoreboard. Like where where's my where 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 am I benefiting from this Tyler Anderson start? And it turns I, out nowhere. So that was I think I got him in one league. <sighs> I I think I saw him get picked up in maybe our podcast points league. Let me let me uh, yeah. Yeah, it was Chris who picked him up. Tyler Anderson go. for six buckaroos out of a $100 budget last night. So awesome start there. Really outside of Tyler Anderson's just one start against the Phillies on May 12th where he gave up seven runs. He's been great outside of that. So he's- I, I will point out, like it's worth, you know, yes, he's been good. But this was against the Nationals. Previous start was against the Diamondbacks. Previous start before that, he got crushed against the Phillies. Then he was good against the Cubs, good against the Tigers, good against the Padres, good against the Reds, good against the Rockies at Coors Field. That's one good performance against a tough matchup, right? Like the Padres would be a, the the toughest one on there, and he went Why'd four and two thirds in. Why'd you pick him up? Doesn't <laughs> sound like you like him as much as I do. Because he had two it good. Was st- just a jerk move. Because he had two two <laughs> starts this week, and one I of them was against him. the Nationals. Drop him after this week. I dare you. I might. <laughs> I dare you. Yeah, it's a decent chance. Do it, you won't, what? Chris. Anyway, uh, for Tyler Anderson, I think it's a good point that you bring up, Chris. But uh, regardless, the control has looked awesome this year. The walks—he's averaging one walk per nine, and he's pitched ERA down to three point three zero. He's got forty-two strikeouts to five walks total, and that swinging strike rate you mentioned, Scott, on the changeup—just the changeup—it's twenty-six percent entering uh, Monday's start. Elite changeup. Yeah, that was 15% last year. So that changeup has been Mm -hmm. fantastic for Tyler Anderson. 81% rostered, probably not out there in many 12-team leagues, but, you know, maybe in shallower 10-team leagues. Uh, Look for Tyler Anderson and get him on your team. Chris, oh my goodness gracious, from Monday. Yeah, so I think Zach Wheeler is just back. I think he's just back to normal. The velocity, mostly back to where it was last season not quite all the way but he had 10 strikeouts and six and two-thirds innings against the Braves today uh that's what four good starts in a row for him after a rocky start he's got 33 strikeouts over his last four starts 40 over his last five so yeah I think uh I think we're we're done being concerned about Zach Wheeler I don't want to speak for everyone if that's speaking out of turn please let me know nope no, but, uh, he's back. I think I put him back in my top. Did I get him back in my top 10 in my last rankings update? Yeah, he was number nine in my most recent rankings update. I don't know if I'm going to move him up any more from there. Um, although, I guess, yeah, sh- no, he's going to be number eight because I hadn't moved Max Scherzer down since we found out how long he was going to be out. So he's, uh, yeah, number eight for me, Zach Wheeler. Yeah, last five starts for Zach Wheeler, a 1.40 ERA, 40 strikeouts, over 32 and two-thirds innings pitched. He had 20 swinging strikes in this start. He has seven or more strikeouts in each of those last five starts. Right now, he is ranked as the ninth starting pitcher across the board by each of us. Uh, I think there is a real conversation for, I mean, moving him ahead of someone like Walker Bueller, 
Giolito for me. I don't know. What do you think, Scott? Are you going to move Zach Wheeler up after this latest start? Yeah, probably. I mean, I, I don't I don't know exactly where I have him now. I'm pretty sure I have him ahead of Giolito already. Yeah, you uh, do. But, but I think... So I was just doing a redraft of the first two rounds earlier today. And based on the pitchers I included in that, I think I could justify putting Wheeler as high as sixth. Okay. So ahead of Bueller, I could see doing that. Yeah. Ahead of Bueller, ahead of Woodruff? Nah, yeah, I could do that. Yeah, it's a close call. I think they're very similar, right? It's kind of yeah. flip a coin situation, Woodruff and, and Wheeler. I think Woodruff is going to be fine. I know the overall numbers yeah. haven't looked great for him. But uh, yeah, I think Wheeler's right back in that mix with like Verlander and Woodruff and Gosman and Rodon. So he's like a top six or seven starting pitcher. He is back. What about Alex Cobb? Lots of questions about Alex Cobb right now. He didn't have Coors Field as an excuse this time. He was at home against the Mets where he gave up six runs on 10 hits over six innings pitch. He did have seven strikeouts to zero walks. I did not watch this start, but someone tweeted at me that Alex Cobb got babbipped to death in the third inning of the start where he gave up five runs, which included two ground ball singles in the infield. And then after that, it all kind of snowballed. A two-run double by Lindor, a three-run homer by Pete Alonso. The ERA is 6.25 for Alex Cobb. The XFIP, wait for it, 2.32. I know people will not want to hear this, but really based on all the underlying numbers, you should hold on to Alex Cobb. Chris, do you agree? He's got... In in this start, he had, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six hits allowed that had an expected batting average of 330 or below. Uh, five of them, no, four of them were on batted balls with expected batting average of 200 or below. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think this was probably a bit of bad luck. The, there is a fair point to be made about whether at some point it stops being bad luck when you keep underperforming your peripherals. And, you know, we are on two years of this with Alex Cobb, technically, although it's not a significant sample size because of, yeah, well, you know, and, like through 93 and, innings last season. And, and this year's to, version, and this year's version is thrown two miles per hour harder, too. Yeah. And so, I don't know. I still have faith in the peripherals. I, I think you can still take some positives from this start with the, the swing strike rate, eight whiffs on the splitter, um, you know, seven strikeouts in six innings. Like it does sound like it was mostly just one bad inning with some pretty crappy luck. Well, and if you guys are saying it, it was bad luck and I'm not, I'm not arguing that point. Uh, his previous start was at Coors field and he gave mm-hmm. up seven and runs and we're, and we're always inclined to give a pitcher a pass for, Coors Field, so you got a combined 13 earned runs in his past two starts. One bad luck, one Coors Field. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I hope people drop him because I'd like to have another shot <laughs> at him. Yeah, I, I think he's going to be good moving forward, but my confidence is a little shaken, I suppose. Yeah, the underlying number is 12% swinging strike rate for Cobb, which is okay. It's above league average. It's not amazing, yeah. but he's got a 66% ground ball rate more than a strikeout per inning so far this season. So I know he hasn't been good. I have him in a few leagues. It stinks. He's still 88% rostered. Scott, I'm assuming we hold, right? Yes. All right, let's move on to the email of the day from Joel. And he writes in, Hey, Huey, Dewey, and Louie. It's fine uh, as long as I'm Huey. DuckTales, right? 
I think that's what it is. I, I, I just assumed this was some kind of musical reference, and then when I Googled it, it turned it's, out to be Ducks. It's definitely Donald Duck's nephew. <laughs> yes. That's what I found. Uh, he, Come on, he, he's, <laughs> he said that. Google Huey, Dewey, and Louie. Yeah, don't tell anybody that. I wrote to you guys during draft season to ask if the Blue Jays were all overinflated. Last week, you asked if anything is wrong with Vlad Jr. There is nothing wrong with him. He just doesn't have minor league parks inflating his numbers. When accounting for the minor league parks, his numbers are a little bit down compared to last year, but not a ton. And the rest of the league seems to be down on offense as well. I think the lineup will also be worse, less turnover, less runs, and RBI opportunities. Joel attached the numbers from last season. He might be onto something. 44 games in TD Ballpark and Salem Field last year. Remember, the Blue Jays were playing in Buffalo. They played in another park in Florida, another minor league ballpark. In those 44 games, Vlad hit 364, 21 home runs, and a 1296 OPS. 117 games everywhere else last year. Vlad hit 292, 27 home runs, and 893 OPS. That's still like a 35, 36 home run pace, so it's that's still very good. But that is a sub-900 OPS bat. Now, what is going on with Guerrero in the month of May? He last hit a home run on May 5th. He has zero extra base hits and two RBI in 15 games since then. He's batting 257 overall with a 775 OPS. Scott, what is going on with Vlad Guerrero in the month of May? Are you actually worried that he doesn't have these minor league ballparks anymore? You're coming to me first, huh? Uh, am I actually worried? Like, he's having a bad month, clearly. You, I was listening to you guys talk before the show, so I'm just going to steal your point that he <laughs> has a really low launch angle this month, the kind of launch angle where you wouldn't expect many balls to, to leave the park. It's negative, right, in May? A lot of a lot of ground balls being hit this month. Yeah, zero point two degrees is the average Almost launch made. angle. Yep. Okay. He's still hitting the ball as hard as basically anyone can, and he still has a very low strikeout rate for somebody who hits the ball that hard. And he still has seven home runs on the season, which is the same number as Kyle Tucker, Reese Hoskins, Jeremy Pena, Jazz Chisholm. Uh, Trevor Story's up to seven now, you know, like it's not, it, it is, it's seven home runs. I, I realize it's May 24th, but seven home runs on May 24th isn't a bad number. I understand we're talking about the major league lead home run leader last year and we wanted more. I still think if you're hitting the ball like he does and making as much contact as he does, good things are going to happen, you know. The launch angle's much worse in May than it was in April, but it could be great in June, you know, <laughs> like it's, I, I I told you guys I was doing a, a redraft uh, of the first two rounds, and maybe you guys will talk me out of it right now. But I, I'm still I still have Vladimir Guerrero as the number five pick if I was redrafting for the rest of the season. Don't give too much of that away, Scott, because we've got a fun podcast coming up next weekend uh, regarding redrafting the first two rounds. But you have him fifth overall. All right, uh, Chris, yeah. I I believe Chris that you actually expressed some skepticism over Vlad? Am I making that up? Were you worried about him coming into the season? It was mostly just a token like, hey, this is a guy who had a huge season. Regression is not unexpected. And, you know, we saw that a little bit in the second half. You know, the, the numbers that the emailer sent in, they're interesting. But I also I, I think it's worth keeping in mind that I don't know if that was a minor league park thing like 
one Miley parks like that makes it sound like they're like fake parks, but they're they're normal sized. You know, they're not like you know we're not we're not talking about like 320 feet all the way around. These were. You know, these were actual baseball parks, so I think they, I don't think I think you, they, they were they were good offensive yeah, environments. They definitely yes, but were, yeah. But it's we're, but we're not talking about like uh, I don't know, I don't uh, know, like, a smaller version of Cincinnati's park. <laughs> like that. That's you know, I think what happened was he got hot early in the season, and he was awesome all the play everywhere that he played early in the season. His road OPS in the first half of last season was like nine forty or something which is higher than he's done so far and really out elsewhere in his career. So I don't know if it's just, oh, they're not playing in TD Ballpark and then Salem Field. Um, I don't think it's as simple as that. But, you know, it's possible that he just had a really, really great couple of months and he's more like a high 800s OPS bat. And there's nothing wrong with that. But given the fact that he doesn't steal bases, it you can... You can see a case for Vladimir Guerrero not being a first-round caliber player moving forward if he's more of a high 800s OPS bat. High 800 OPS is like still very good. Green. So it's, yeah. it would be a borderline first-round bat yeah. still. Um, you know, and that's not even necessarily adjusting for what an OPS, yeah. a good OPS might look like now. Yeah. <laughs> that being said, I, I think he's going to be better than he has moving forward. Like his underlying numbers you know, all suggest he should be better than he has been. This isn't a case where, you know, he looks exactly like he did before last season, which would be the bigger concern. I think like the under the, the, the surface level numbers, 257 average 426 slug. That sounds like him pre 2021, but the, the quality of contact, the expected stats, those all look better. Um, so I, I'm, I can't say I'm too concerned about him. Like I could see moving him down to sixth overall behind Mike Trout. Like I, I think Mike Trout's a better hitter than him. And so oh, I have Mike Trout number one. Oh, when Mike Trout, <laughs> how dare you? Um, <laughs> there is an article coming out before we record that pod. I'm interested right, to find most. out who's who's number six then. Well, you're Soda? gonna have to tune in, Chris, or be on the podcast <laughs> with us. <laughs> um. But yeah, like I, I could see moving him down to six, but I, I'm I'm not going to overreact either. Well, I, I I think the big question would be, and and I do have a few players in between these two. Uh, would you rather have Guerrero or Judge rest of season? And I imagine the average fantasy player would say Judge. Mm -hmm. And like, if you could guarantee me health for Judge, yeah, okay. But that's that's obviously been far from a guarantee throughout his career. Yeah, and like, I don't know. I, I think Aaron Judge is just hot and Vladimir, Vladimir Guerrero is just cold. And so asking that at the point when those two guys are moving in opposite directions, it, it, it's prone to, you know, overreaction. I think I would still take Vlad the rest of the season. I, Judge is the best power hitter in baseball. And that, and that means more at a time when, when power is being suppressed again. So I, I don't think it's, yes, he is hot. Like, I don't think he's going to hit yeah. 60 plus homers or whatever he's on pace for. But I, I think, he, I think he's a pretty good bet provided he, he stays healthy. Uh, he would, he would be the number one choice to lead the majors in home runs, not just with the head start he has, but I would say from today forward. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, I guess. 
yeah, I mean, all the power metrics. Uh, look, you know that Judge is ridiculous in terms of the stat cast yeah, data awesome. and how hard he hits the ball. He's got to stay on the field. I think that's, you know, the easiest way to put it. You mentioned that. Uh, two more home runs for Aaron Judge on Monday. He now leads MLB. Oh, my God. We get it, Frank. I God, <laughs> stop talking about the Yankees. I know. I wanted to lead the show with it, but uh, I keep wearing this Texas it. Rangers hat, so I don't know. I mean, Some, uh, it matches with my shirt. It's like there's like a little bit of blue in here somewhere. So I, I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> Aaron Judge is on pace for 66 home runs. I don't think that's going to happen. But of course, he is motivated playing for that contract. Uh, he has been awesome. Vlad, last point on him. Look, if someone in your league is freaking out about him, this goes without saying. I think we would all look to buy on the cheap. What does that mm-hmm. look like? I like, Look, if you can get him for a third round value player, then sure. I, I think that's something. Uh, that's, uh, yeah, no question. Yeah, you should look into doing that right now. Better either coming but maybe he turns out to be a little bit of a letdown compared to where he was drafted, a, a top three player overall. That is Vladimir Guerrero Jr. What about these other hitters? What's going on with the Braves? Scott, you're wearing the shirt. Let's go over to you. What is happening here? Austin Riley, in the month of May, he does have two home runs, but he's batting one, uh, 176 with a 540 OPS. Matt Olson overall in the season, is batting 244 with four home runs. And Ozzie Albies is batting 240 with a 685 OPS. So Scott, what are you seeing from these three? Austin Riley, Matt Olson, Ozzie Albies. I would I, I, Austin Riley is the one I'm least concerned about. The data is even better than it was last year. He is impacting the ball like an elite power hitter. The the launch angle looks good. Uh, strikeout rate, you know, 25. percent It's 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 about the same as last year. It could be better, but it could be worse. And uh, I think he'll be fine. Olsen, I think, will ultimately be fine, but his strikeout rate is up from last year. His launch angle is down. And neither of those is good. Uh, It's not like he's gone back to being the guy who strikes out a third of the time like he did early in his career. And, you know, I I think over time he'll, he'll start elevating the ball better just because that's been a consistent part of his track record. But there's a little more to be concerned about there. I think the most concerning, though, is, is Ozzie Albies. I think there's a... Because he's always had, particularly from the left side, which is obviously where he gets the most of his bats, he's always had a tendency to just try and golf it, just try to hit home runs. And with this Denton baseball, I'm not sure he's going to do that often enough to to accept the damage to his batting average he may need like I, I think he's a talented player he's always had a low strikeout rate and everything but he's somebody who may need to rework his swing to to uh to maximize his potential in this new environment i'm not saying anybody should be dumping ozzy albies or anything but of the three he's the most concerning to me all right, Ozzy Albies. I noticed the Babbitt way down this year, 252 overall for his career. That is 296. His quality of contact is also down this year. Yeah. And Albies is someone that doesn't really crush the ball in years past. You know, he he makes mm-hmm. the most of putting it in the air, volume, doing all that. But the quality of contact is down for Albies. I have faith in Matt Olson getting on track. This launch angle thing is really weird for him. 50% ground ball rate this year. That's 37% for his career, and he's still hitting the ball really, really hard. So uh, Olsen is someone I'd be looking to buy. Chris, I know that yep. you were also skeptical on Albies coming into the year. Uh, do you think he gets back on track, or are you actually worried about this? Oh, I just thought of something. What does that say? 
Ah, the Albies player shirt. Here I am bashing my <laughs> the player while wearing his jersey. Oh, so rude! Such a rude fan. Uh, yeah. well, I, I would never, I would never bash Roberto Clemente, whose jersey I'm wearing. Um, <laughs> can't do that. Come on, Ozzy Albies. Yeah, like I, I think part of the thing that I struggle with with Ozzy Albies, and this is something I've struggled with with like Bo Bichette as well in the past, um, is just that they're better they're much better fantasy hitters than they are real life hitters and i always struggle with that profile because in both albies and uh bichette's case a lot of it comes down to having a power speed combination and a lot of it comes down to really really impressive counting stats and the latter especially is at least somewhat context dependent and right now the context for both those guys doesn't look as good as we thought it would i think both we expect the braves and blue jays lineups to be better moving forward and so that's Less of a concern, although Albies doesn't always hit in prime spots in the lineup. I Yeah, I mean, I think he's probably just cold, but he's also a middling enough hitter among, you know, a, along the, the context of Data. the great hitters. Well, no, I just mean like among the guys typically drafted in the first three rounds and Albies was often going in the second it's- round this year. His stat cast metrics aren't as well. Even his underlying, like his actual numbers, you know, he's he's more like a high seven hundreds OPS bat. He's got one okay. season with with an OPS above eight ten. Okay, and so I think that kind of thing, you know, when a guy like that isn't hitting well, it can be especially ugly. But I think he'll return to being a mid seven hundreds, mid to high seven hundreds OPS bat. It's just, I think it's going to end up likely that he was overdrafted this year. Okay, that is. Ozzy Albies and the rest of the Braves hitters. Let's take a quick break, and when we return, we'll get to the news and notes here on Fantasy Baseball Today. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The news and notes. Josh Hader was placed on the family medical emergency list on Monday. Players spend between three and seven days on the list. Devin Williams will fill in during the short term. Freddie Peralta was placed on the IL with a right lat strain and is expected to miss, quote, significant time. He is expected to pitch again this season, but could be a multi-month absence for Freddie Peralta, which (laughs) is brutal. I, I don't know what significant time means. I would assume time like, sounds like he's in jeopardy of missing the season, but they but also made three months, say, three months would be significant and would yeah. still allow him to return this season. Well, everything would have to go right. I mean, yeah, you don't, I, have I don't know. A few I don't weeks. know how confidently they're saying we expect him to be back this season. Yeah. I, I don't think you can expect anything from him the rest of the season. Okay. <sighs> Brutal. Well, does that mean, like, would you consider dropping Freddie Peralta based on this? Because significant time to me sounds like six to eight weeks could be significant time, right? That. Yeah, I would say expect him back no earlier than post All Star break. Personally, yeah, yeah. So let's say you're in one of these NFBC leagues or a league with no IL spot. Would you drop Freddie Peralta in those leagues? Not yet. <sighs> Probably not. Hear, yeah, I'd have to hear a clearer timetable. 
Okay. Yeah, but like based on what we've heard, I'll just yeah. I guess the way to phrase it would be, I wouldn't be. I'm not expecting anything from him on the teams where I have him at this point. Like I'm moving forward as if I'm not going to have Freddie Peralta. Brutal. Freddie Peralta, top twenty starting pitcher. We lose him. One week after losing Max Scherzer, it's rough. It's rough out here. Frankie Montas threw a bullpen on Monday and is on track to make his next start Thursday against the Rangers. Aroldis Chapman has been diagnosed with left Achilles tendonitis and may need an IL stint. Again, Clay Holmes is the name there. He picked up his fourth save over the weekend, and I believe he is still less than 60% rostered. Actually, no. He was added in a ton of leagues last night, so... He is up to 70% rostered is Clay Holmes. And I think in any categories league or any league where you have Chapman, you want to make sure you have Clay Holmes on your team as well. Chris Bryant was scratched Monday due to back soreness. He was just reinstated on Saturday, which seems very worrisome because Bryant's dealt with a ton of injuries in the past. Look, it's too early to say that it's just going to be a lost season, but I just kind of have this like doom and gloom feeling about Chris Bryant when it comes to a lingering back injury. I hope it's not the case, but... I've got a bad feeling. Yeah, those are messy. Yeah, those are messy. I don't yep. know that. I don't know that there's anything to do but stash and hope for the best. But yeah, I hear what you're saying. Reminds me a little bit of Christian Yelich from last year, and we all remember how that turned out. Not great. Mm-hmm. Willie Adamas is optimistic that he'll be ready to return from the IL when first eligible this Thursday. Josh Donaldson received a one-game suspension for his comments made this weekend, and he was also placed on the COVID IL before Monday's game. Dylan Carlson was placed on the IL with a hamstring strain, but could return in about two weeks. Steven Matz was also placed on the IL with a left shoulder impingement. As a result, Matthew Liberatore was recalled and is 26% rostered. Obviously, big prospect. We spoke about him last week. Let's just watch him for now. Maybe add him in, in just, deeper leagues. He's one of those guys that just like kept being. He like has not moved really in the prospect rankings over like the four years he's been a professional. He's been like forty to sixty seemingly every year. And I just like, I don't know. You look at the numbers and it doesn't really make sense. Like he doesn't look like a top one hundred prospect in the in the numbers. So. Yeah. I, I don't know. I was reading the baseball prospectus write up of him from before the season, and the the comp they made was to Marco Gonzalez, which oh. yuck. <laughs> well, look, Marco Gonzalez has made a nice career for himself, but if you're a prospect, yeah, but you, for you probably, fantasy, not yeah. not the most exciting for uh, sure. player. Yep. Trevor Bauer began his grievance hearing Monday against MLB as he seeks an overturn or reduction of the 324-game suspension he received back in April. Hunter Renfro left Monday's game with a sore hamstring. Tyler McGill played long toss on Monday and felt good afterwards. Connor Overton was placed on the 60-day IL with a stress reaction in his lower back. Andrew Heaney threw 30 to 35 pitches over two innings during Monday's bullpen session. Good news there. For the Dodgers and Heaney, Ramon Laureano has missed two straight with a right hand injury. Josh Rojas has missed two straight with a bruised left hand. Kyle Lewis is targeting a Tuesday return to the Mariners. I believe he's right around 60% rostered, which sounds, I guess, like the right number. Maybe even a little bit too high. 56% rostered. Does that sound right for Kyle Lewis? I think it's fine. I I could see it being higher, but he doesn't really like no in any three outfielder leagues. So he wasn't really striking out on his rehab assignment, which I thought was interesting. But yeah, yeah I'm not 
I'm not, uh, I haven't been the biggest Kyle Lewis guy over the years. <laughs> I remember, it was, I think it was my first season here, the short in 2020. Remember, Scott, you finally gave in on Kyle Lewis and then he just like took a nosedive after that. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's the way it goes. Unfortunate. That's why, yeah. that's why we're frustratingly patient for some people because sometimes it feels like you can never be patient enough. Yeah. Ken Giles could be cleared for rehab soon. He's on a 60-day IL with a right middle finger tendon injury. He's 12% rostered. And I think he could actually Mm -hmm. work into the closer role because no one's really grabbed that role for the Mariners this season. So in deeper Roto Leagues, Category Leagues, I would look to stash I'm not optimistic. I I don't think they want anybody grabbing it. I hope so. Because I don't... Like, Ken Giles is one of those pitchers, like, when he's not closing, he's been just terrible. True. Uh, yeah, I, I would. I've all my thought since the offseason has just been the fact that they gave him the two year contract, knowing he'd be out for a full season, makes me think that they do value him in a way that makes him more than just a setup guy. But that's obviously me trying to read into the the motivations of someone that I don't actually know. Yadier Molina was placed on the bereavement list, which means he'll miss at least three days. And Alex Reyes, unfortunate news, will undergo shoulder surgery at the end of the month. It's been a very injury-riddled career for the former top prospect. Let's play The Feud. Fantasy Feud, modeled after the great game show. Of course, Family Feud. If you've listened to this show for years, you know Adam used to play it with the guys. I think we played it a few times last year as well. Uh, So I will ask a question. I'll open it up. You guys can buzz in by, I don't know, saying your name, answer the question, and then we'll just play on. So on and so forth. I even found some fancy music that I'll play here. Uh, I guess let me know in the YouTube comments if it's too loud, too low, or what's going on with this. But here we go. It seems really low, but we're going to keep playing it in the background. I like it a lot. All right. First up, eight qualified starting pitchers have an ERA below two. Chris. Pablo Lopez. Pablo Lopez is the third answer on the board. 1.57 ERA. Scott, you have a chance to match or, I guess, do better. <clears throat> yes. I don't know that I want to give away some of the answers I'm thinking of. I'm going to say Corbin Burns. Corbin Burns is uh, not on this list. So, Chris, would you like to pass or play? So I just need to get one to win this category. That's how this works, that right? That's not no, correct no. at all. <laughs> yeah, since he got it wrong, I only need to get one. That's not how it <laughs> that's works. Not, that's so absolutely you, how you it works. Won. That was the face-off. You won the right to choose to wow. pass or play. If you play, you get three strikes to get as many as you can, potentially all of them. If you pass, okay. that goes well, to me. I will play. And whoever loses it. Like, if you, if you get three strikes, the other person has a chance to steal by getting one right. Corbin right, Burns, right. by the way. I will play. Corbin Burns has a 2.26 ERA. Uh, so go awful, ahead, Chris. Awful bet. Awful guess. <laughs> Chris, you got the third answer, um, and there are seven others available. Kevin Gosman. Kevin Gosman is not on the list. Really? First strike. Awful guess. <laughs> um. Oh, no. I'm blanking. Uh, oh God! Somebody in the YouTube chat said this is Walker some, Bueller. This is some Mario Kart music, which is exactly what Chris That's said. Exactly before. what I said. <laughs> uh, Walker Bueller is incorrect. <laughs> Mario Kart. <laughs> um, 
Oh gosh. Oh gosh. Okay. Seven answers available on the board. Shohei Otani. Shohei Otani. He might, but he, I don't think he qualifies. And eh, he is not oh, on the come list. Come on. Walker Bueller, by the way, has a 2.89 ERA. I'll look up Otani. In the meantime, 2.82. The Scott White family has a chance to steal. Just a pathetic showing by Chris there. Really bad, guys. <laughs> I am going to say Martin Perez. Martin Perez is correct. The Scott White family comes through with the steal. 1.64 is the ERA for Martin Perez. Other answers. Number one on the list, Justin Verlander, 1.22. Michael Kopech, 1.29. He just qualifies now after Sunday start. Uh, Pablo Lopez, we mentioned, was third. Alec Manoa, 1.62. Then Martin Perez. Uh, Miles Michaelis, was at oh, 1.68. Yeah. That was so. I should he, give he you the stayed copy. below two today. It was it was barely a quality start, but he stayed below two. All right, so he still qualifies there. Nestor Cortez at 1.80, and then Joe Musgrove at 1.90 are the ERAs there. All right, are you ready right. for round two? Yeah. Let's do it. Let's do it. Six qualified. No, let's do this one. Seven qualified hitters. Have a batting average over 325 this season. Scott. Go ahead. Um, uh, oh, oh, Luis Arias. Luis Arias, I don't think that he qualifies, Scott. Yeah. Because he was not right. on the Fangraph leader. He's batting like 360. Yeah, he is. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, that's the problem. Chris, you're up. So, uh, got it wrong. So, I, um,. We'll go with Mike Trout. Mike Trout is not on the list. Eh, come on. Luis Arise, by the way, is batting 349. Oh, my God. I just looked up Mike no. Trout's batting average. This is dumb. <laughs> this is a dumb game. He's think, hitting 323. Yes. That's exactly we, why I did it. So there are seven qualified hitters over a 325 batting average this season. So neither of us got it right. We just got to keep going back and forth, right? Yep. Go ahead, Scott. Okay, we're we're bad at. <laughs> <laughs> and I think Scott's frozen. <laughs> no, I got him. Oh, you got okay. him. He's frozen on my end. I think Scott's here now. All right, go ahead, Scott. I'm here. Don't don't cancel the show <laughs> on my account. I'm not. Not yet. No, don't do it. I'm stalling because I don't have a good answer. But I am going to say. That, of course, the answer to this question is none other, the one, the only, uh, <laughs> the music really does add something to it, because, like, in the past, it's just these awkward silences as I we're know. trying to fill time. I didn't uh, I didn't want the, the, the awkward silences, so I got some All right, I got to guess somebody. I'm gonna, oh, Cabrian Hayes. I'm going to guess Cabrian Hayes. Cabrian Hayes is incorrect. Nope. Ah. No, but I think he's still under 300 despite uh, yeah, he's up to reaching two. base four times today. He's up to yeah. 290 now. All right, Chris, you're up. Taylor Ward. Taylor Ward, I don't think that he qualifies. Oh, my. Come on. He Are you kidding qualify? me? He is batting 370. He's hitting like 370. Yeah. But he doesn't yeah, qualify? I guess he doesn't All qualify. Right. He is not this is a This is the – I hate this game. Eric Hosmer. Eric Hosmer is not on the list. All right, maybe I should just give you guys a different category. <laughs> I don't know. Aaron Judge. Aaron Judge is also not on the list. Come on. 
Yeah, Taylor Ward does not qualify. I don't know how that's possible. Unbelievable. Oh, we're bad. All right, let's. Uh, all right, let's move over to. A different no, we one. got we got one more round. All right. I know, I know. It's right. my turn too. JD Martinez. JD Martinez is batting three forty nine. Yeah. He is third on the list. Scott, would you like to pass? I am play? so passing. <laughs> all right, Chris, you're up. Oh boy. Oh gosh. Oh, Tim Anderson. Tim wow. Anderson, the number two answer on the board. He is batting. 359. Good job. And uh, do I keep going? Yes. Manny Machado. Manny Machado is the number one answer. He's betting 374. Awesome season for Machado. All right. Um, Jeff McNeil. Jeff McNeil is not on the list. Eh, That's your first strike. Paul Goldschmidt. Paul Goldschmidt is on the list. He was betting. Good answer. Good answer. (laughs) As Chris punches himself with the microphone once again. Uh, Paul Goldschmidt was betting 342 before Monday's action. Yeah, before having a huge game on Monday. And then he hit a walk off grand slam. Yeah. Yeah, Uh, So how many are left? He lowered his batting average. (laughs) So you have the one, two, three, four, the top four answers on the board. So you need five, six, and seven. How many guesses does he have left? He has two more. Okay. Two mm-hmm. two more chances. Two guess. more chances. Too many. Two more wrong answers. We'll send it to me. Got it. All right. Uh, Goldschmidt right. down to three thirty-eight. I got an answer ready to go. Come on. Blow it, Chris. Come on. All right, Chris. Um, I'm gonna need an answer. <laughs> I, I, Jordan Alvarez. I just blanked on Jordan Alvarez's <laughs> name. Jordan Alvarez is incorrect. All right. All right. All right. Um, Let's see. Jordan Alvarez is batting uh, 250. Sorry, Chris. Okay, yeah, that wasn't a good guess then. Uh, <laughs> DJ LeMayhew. DJ LeMayhew is incorrect. Incorrect. LeMayhew's been solid, but his batting average is actually kind of stinky. Oh, yeah. He's batting. No, he's, he's, I haven't, I hadn't seen his numbers in a while. Yeah, his, yeah. his numbers are pretty bad now. He's batting 250. All right, the Scott White family has an opportunity to Raphael Devers. Raphael Devers is correct. Yeah. 335 batting average for Rafi Devers. The two names that you guys did not get, Andrew Benintendi batting 329. Ty France also batting 329 added two I think more hits. You're leaving one off. Who is that? Uh, CJ Crone? Bogarts. Bogarts? He was on the list. Maybe he just doesn't qualify, but he's at 325 if you round up. So oh, maybe he's I, like I said, 249.7. I said over 325, Chris. Mm. <laughs> and CJ Crone actually was over 325, but then he went 0 for 4. So I excluded him from this list. Sorry, CJ Crone. Let's do one more, even though I guess technically Scott has already won. He is already one, two of wow. these. Let's go with, wow. hmm, do you want to go pitching, hitting, starting pitching, hitting, or closers? I'll let you guys decide. Uh, pitching. Pitching. Starting pitch. All right. Six qualified starting pitchers have a swinging strike rate over 15%. This Ooh, is baby. entering Monday's action. Entering Monday's action. All right, Scott. Go ahead. Oh, okay. Carlos Rodon. Carlos Rodon is not on the list. Oh. Sorry, Scott. Over 15%, Corbin. you said? Over 15%, yep. Okay. 
I'm going to go with Corbin Burns. Corbin Burns is the number one answer. 17.9% swing, swinging strike rate for Corbin Burns. Chris, would you like to pass or play? I'm going to play. I'm not going to be a coward like Scott. <laughs> Games are Strategy. decided anyway. You're just going uh, for the faith time. I know. Shane O'Mac. Shane O'Mac is the number two answer on the board. 17.4% for Shane McClanahan this season. It's gone right down the list here. Garrett O'Cole. Garrett O'Cole. He is the number six answer. That is correct. 15.2% entering Monday's action. Hmm. Hmm. Scott, by the way, Carlos Rodon is 14.3, so he just missed. Kevin Gosman. Kevin Gosman is the number three answer. 17.1%. Okay. Okay. Now we're cooking with gas. There's two more answers available. Um, hmm. Two more answers available. Oh, gosh. Um, Max Scherzer. Max Scherzer is incorrect. He's at 14%. Mm. What a good guess. I thought so. I'm ready to steal again, baby. Uh oh. <laughs> Got my answer. Jeez. Scott White is coming for you. Um Take it away. Yeah. Yeah. I I should probably have a good answer here. Brandon Woodruff. Brandon Woodruff no, is his, incorrect. His, yeah. Ready. All right. Oh, Dylan Cease. Dylan Cease is correct. The that number one. Four answer on the board, 16.1%. So we're missing number five, right? Number Back five. drawing board for me. Uh-oh. Oh, boy, number five. Okay, I'm going to go with a weird one. Oh, wait, no. No, I'm not. Shohei Otani. Or does he not qualify? Otani is not on this list. I don't think he qualifies. All right, that's your third guess. And Scott, you are up for the right. steal. I don't know if this is right, but... Uh, no, wait. Now I'm rethinking. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Pablo Lopez. Can I throw in a guess? Just a, another guess, just because this is the one I was gonna go with. Sure. I'm gonna throw Shane Bieber out there. Okay. Pablo Lopez is incorrect, so Chris does win the category. Shane Bieber <sighs> is also incorrect. Also incorrect. Okay. Shohei Otani, by the way, 16% swinging strike rate. Yeah. He just does not qualify. So my initial thinking was Austin Nola. Is it Austin Nola? Aaron Nola. <laughs> it would Definitely be interesting if it's yeah. Austin Nola, but it is <laughs> Robbie Ray with all these swinging strikes oh. the past oh, couple starts. Interesting. He's up okay. to 15.4%. So Shane Bieber, that was basically the right answer. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> it's like the, the same thing with Yelich and Bellinger. We just kind of yeah. tie uh, Robbie Ray and Shane Bieber together. Uh, all right. So Scott wins this round of Fantasy Feud, two to one. The other questions I had, I'm not going to go through them, but I'll just let you know what they were. Eight qualified hitters have a 17% barrel rate or higher this season. And then eight relievers have double-digit saves. I know Judge, Trout, and Stanton are top three in barrel rate. That is correct. And then it's Patrick Wisdom, Kyle Schwarber, (laughs) Rowdy Telez, Jordan Alvarez, and then Willie Adamas is on that list. So I would guess uh, Patrick Wisdom probably falls if you sort it by barrels per plate appearance as opposed to barrels per batted ball event. 
That might be correct. All right, let's get back yes. into Monday's action. We'll wrap up with uh, some of this. We've got some Team Name Tuesday coming up as well. Some pitching leftovers. Uh, some names that could be available on waiver wires. Definitely in some deeper ones. JT Brubaker, a very solid start against the Rockies, which Chris was there to watch. Six and two-thirds. One unearned run. He had four strikeouts to two walks in four May starts. He has a 3.26 ERA over a strikeout per inning. That is JT Brubaker, 10% rostered. Jordan Lyles, back-to-back starts with eight strikeouts against the Yankees. Um, And then Adrian Hauser has allowed just one earned run over his last two starts. He's 52% rostered. Chris, we'll start with you. Any interest in Hauser, Jordan Lyles, JT Brubaker? Uh, Brubaker is someone who I, I find myself intrigued with. I don't know how intrigued Scott, apparently not very intrigued <laughs> well, at all. Just, he was um, a constant tormentor of mine last year, always on the sleeper pitchers list. But and, he he's throwing his sinker more um, as opposed to his four-seam fastball, and his slider has been really, really great. And it was really, really great last season. He's throwing it more. Actually, his usage for the slider is about the same. But yeah, I, I I don't think he's a star, but I don't think any of these guys are are likely to be difference makers for you. I think he's the most interesting between Lyles and, and Hauser. Uh, some other pitchers from Monday's action. Garrett Cole misses out on a quality start for the first time since April 19th, so he was on quite the roll, but uh, kind of hit, hit a speed bump here against the I Orioles. mean, even then, he'll yeah. take 11 strikeouts in eight innings. Yeah. Uh, with, so he, uh, he, with a sub-one whip. Yeah. He, he kind of just had one... One weird inning, right? Yeah. He gave up four runs on five hits in the third inning, and, and it wasn't any home runs. It was just a bunch of hits that got stringed yeah. together there. So eight innings, five runs, 11 strikeouts to zero walks for Garrett Cole. He had 22 swinging strikes in this one. And then Tristan McKenzie is actually providing some length recently, now has four quality starts in a row, two quality starts of seven innings in a row for Tristan McKenzie. He's got a 2.70 ERA. But the XFIP is up over four because he does allow a lot of fly balls. Scott, anything you'd like to add on Garrett Cole and Tristan McKenzie? Well, I think they're very different categories of pitcher. <laughs> I, yes, they are. You know, I have a hard time getting excited about Tristan McKenzie's recent success because he's he's not striking out that many guys. Only yeah. three today, less than oh, 7.7K per nine for the season. So... You know, I'm more. I, I obviously like him more than like the the Jordan Lyles's and Adrian Hauser's of the world, but the roster rate alone would suggest that much. And I, yeah, he's got 20 strikeouts to six walks over 26 and a third innings over this mm-hmm. four start stretch. Yeah, so. I'm gonna be trying. I'm I'm going to try to be more discerning with pitchers. Uh, this this is probably more planned for next year, but. Even when we're talking about waiver claims, like I, if you're not missing enough bats, yeah. And McKenzie's issue, he throws his fastball too much, and it's just not a particularly good pitch. It's a, it's a slow fastball. It's got a good spin rate, but it, he doesn't command it well enough, and it gets hit hard um, in the air. So, I think he's someone who would benefit from going like 50% slider or fastball usage, but he he reminds me a lot of Josiah Gray. I think they're very similar pitchers where they're going to have really good stretches, but I think the the ultimate ceiling is a little capped with the way they 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 pitch right now. Oh, uh, kind of continuing what I was saying in relation to Monday night's slate. 
Zach Greinke's still 73% rostered. Get that out of there. Yeah. <laughs> Get him out of there. Get hey, five Kyle strikeouts Hedges today. Get all those pitch-to-contact guys that have been pretty good in recent years, but not the last two. All it's right. time to move on. It's time to get going. What lies ahead, I have no way of knowing. <laughs> um, that's from DuckTales. Is that true, or are you just messing with me? <laughs> There's no way that I would know. So, <laughs> uh, Anyway, what happens when you uh, put Zach Greinke and Zach Davies in the same game starting against each other? Well, you get a bunch of home runs. Whit Merrifield hit his third. Bobby Witt Jr. hit his fifth. Hunter Dozier hit his fifth. Uh, Paven Smith hit his fifth. And then Christian Walker hit his 11th home run. Uh, those last three, Dozier, Paven Smith, Walker, they are all under 55% rostered. Um, Scott, we've talked a lot about Walker recently. I don't know. Do you think that number should be higher? Any interest in Dozier, Paven Smith? What do you think? Uh, Walker. Walker's the one who I think is is worth adding. Basically, in any format, he's been... Let me look at that. In, in points leagues, which you wouldn't think is his better format, he's been uh, counting real quick. The 11th best first baseman so far. Wow. And that's with him hitting barely 200. So uh, I, I, hope, I, I would hope the batting average goes up. And if it does, then, yeah, he's going to be he's going to be somebody worth rostering. You know, Davies and Granke, they, they they're, they're both Zach's. Who who should spell their names with an H? Because there were no K's in this start. Got that right. Oh, there were seven between them, but still, you know, the, the joke Britton still works. Zach Britton learned his lesson. He changed it from K to H. Zach Cranky, by the way, is spelled with a K. Chris, sorry. I know. Uh, I was just making a joke. <laughs> All right. Uh, stud hitters doing stud things on Monday. I mentioned what Aaron Judge did. I won't. Mention oh it my again. God! I know. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Jose Ramirez went two for five with a sock and a shoe. He hit his 10th home run, his fourth steal of the season. Uh, I was actually surprised to see the steals that low for Jose Ramirez. I mean, he's been awesome doing everything yeah, else. So not really when you're on a 40 homer pace, there's not that many opportunities for steals, I guess. That's fair. Uh, right now, Jose Ramirez is on pace for 16 steals over 155 games. The sprint speed is still amazing for him. 86th percentile. So, uh, More singles, I think we'll get more steals for J-Ram. He's, he's also on a 160 RBI pace. Oof. Well, which is I'm not going to tell you where he is in my redraft. Pretty good. Uh, I, I, you can make a compelling case for number one. You definitely can, especially with the third base position as bad as it is. Pete Alonso, three more hits, including his 11th home run. He is hot. He's batting 290, and he leads the National League with 40 RBI. Paul Goldschmidt went one for four, hit a walk-off grand slam, his seventh home run of the season. Julio Rodriguez added two more hits, and he hit his fourth home run. The batting average is up over 270. It was an awesome month of May for J-Rod. And still could get even better. Some hitting leftovers. Cabrian Hayes, Chris mentioned he went three for three with a walk. He added his fifth steal. He's batting 290. Aristides, the most overdue player in baseball for a home run. I actually Brian looked, Hayes. I looked into his StatCast numbers on Monday. It's really, he's he could be on the, on the verge of really breaking out. His yeah. underlying numbers are very impressive. In the month of May, he's altered the launch angle too. His his ground balls are down. His fly balls and line drives are up. This is Cabrian Hayes. His expected yeah, his, slugging is much higher than his actual slugging. So like he's got a forty seven percent ground ball rate. That's playable. 
with how hard, with how well he hits the ball and how much contact he makes, he should be like a 20 homer guy with how he's hitting the ball right now. So I, I think Brian Hayes is a, a strong buy right now. All right, Aristides Aquino, a double dong. Both went over 425 feet. That's back-to-back multi-hit games, both against left-handed pitching. Don't really have to do anything with it, but a name to watch, Aristides Aquino there. Ian Happ went two for three with his fourth home run. He's got two homers over his last six games. I I like the approach this year, but I want to see Mm -hmm. more power. It seems like that might be coming around for him. Patrick Wisdom went one for four with his 10th homer. Max Kepler hit a grand slam, and his stack cast numbers still look really, really good, so... If you have Kepler, I know the the power has kind of slowed down in May, but I would hold. I'm I'm kind of interested in Max Kepler. Number one sleeper hitter for this week. Nice. I know he wasn't when we recorded the podcast, but when I updated Sunday. Good start for for this week. With was Tyler Anderson the number one sleeper pitcher, or the number one like Not sleeper two start guy? Not number one, no. Mm. But he was on the list. Well, I'm sorry for trying to say something nice then. <laughs> Eugenio <laughs> Suarez. That's that's on me. <laughs> Suarez hit his ninth home run. Last name here, Brendan Donovan. Two more hits. He's batting 340. He's got an OPS over a thousand. He's 21% rostered. Scott, are you? Did you add Brendan Donovan anywhere this weekend? Yeah, I I added him in a 12 team roto league. So about 360 players rostered in that league. Uh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if he's legitimately this good. I mean, he clearly seems to have a knack for getting on base, but the the batted ball profile doesn't look that impressive. Uh, but he's, you know, he's going to have a lot of versatility, and and you know, hopefully he's going to be able to carve out a regular spot in the Cardinals lineup, even with others like Nolan Gorman being called up. All right, the call to the bullpen. For the Pirates, Will Bednar recorded the final four outs, and he picked up the win. For the Cubs, David Robertson pitched a clean ninth inning for his sixth save. For the Orioles, Jorge Lopez picked up his fifth save. And then for the Cardinals, Giovanni Gallegos pitched in the eighth inning with the game tied. He faced the heart of the lineup, four, five, and six for the Blue Jays. And then Ryan Helsley pitched in the ninth inning of that game to stream or not to stream let's take a look at tuesday bruce zimmerman at the yankees nick pavetta at the white Sox, dane dunning at the angels kyle freeland at the pirates james caprillian at the mariners and i don't see this on mlb.com yet but i'm pretty sure ronzi Contreras is starting against the rockies i think he's the obvious choice yeah. if he is starting i'll go with pavetta at the white Sox over him just because I'm not confident Contreras will pitch more than four innings. But Contreras would be my second choice. Yep. And then I would put Kyle Freeland third at the Pirates. Yep. I don't mind mm-hmm. that one. Yeah, that's good too. Yeah. And then Yeah, I mean the Pirates, you're just you're at the game. I was at the game tonight, and it's just like man, that's it's better than a triple A roster, but I don't know. The bottom third is not. There are definitely AAA rosters with better hitters than the bottom third of the Pirates right now. Uh, I mean, that's that's pretty messed up to Jack Sawinski, Chris. Yeah, it's a little rude to Jack Sawinski and Mike Perez, I think was the... Yeah, Mike Perez and Rodolfo Castro. I'm, I, of all apologies. Yeah. All right, we'll let it slide this once. On Wednesday, we've got Zach Thompson versus the Rockies, Jake Junis versus the Mets, Aaron Ashby at the Padres, Christian Javier versus the Guardians, Reed Detmers versus the Rangers, and Glenn Otto. 1-800-GLENN-OTTO at the Angels. Definitely Christian Javier here. 
And I feel pretty good about Aaron Ashby, too. I mean, with with this news, Freddie Peralta is mm-hmm. going to miss significant time. I don't think we mentioned this. Aaron Ashby becomes yeah. must-add, I would say. He's got a spot of his own now. Yep. Aaron Ashby, just going to pull up the roster percentage, is 38%. So that should yep. at least double over the next yeah, couple of days. Yeah, he's a spark, too, so... Oh, yeah. Everywhere where that matters. Um, and his last two appearances combined five perfect innings with nine strikeouts. The velocity's gone up to where it was last year. And he's, he's got like a 70% ground yeah, ball. Yeah, really rate. high ground ball rate. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yep. All right. Let's wrap up with Team Name Tuesday. These are from emails. And I think these first couple are right up your alley, Chris. Maybe. I don't know. From Vic, Bob Dylan birthday edition. Don't think Bryce, it's all right. Tangled up in Badoo. Yep. Robbie Ray, Lady Ray. Yep. Or just yep. Ray, Lady that's, Ray. That's, that's my favorite Bob Dylan era when he just like decided to sing like Kermit the Frog for a little while. Like the, you, this doesn't mean anything to Frank or Scott, I'm sure, but the, well, give us like the, John, give us a like the John Wesley, <laughs> that's how he sings that song. <laughs> It's not quite Kermit the Frog, but it's like Kermit the Frog doing a Bob Dylan. All right. <laughs> I like it. Uh, Doval along the watchtower. Yep, yep. These are from John. You say Kikuchi, I say a Suzuki. Yep. Mm. The Trevor ending story. Yep. That's, that's, a, that's a classic. Stranger Things, by the way, is yeah, coming out yeah. on Friday. The, the, I'm the very, season four movie. Very Stranger excited. Things. It's like 40 hours worth of television over nine episodes. I mean, we're not going to complain about this, Chris. Come on. Uh, <laughs> I'm not complaining. Oh, well, this next one's a classic as well. Can I get a what what? Yeah, that's for you, Scotty. Also a classic. Yeah, that's that's the proper use of Canna's name. What did I tell you about Yepes? It says The Office. I don't know. Yeah. Should have looked an it office up. reference? Oh, bad job hmm. at me. This one's from Vincent, the Flying Rutchman. From James, what's the rutch, man? Yep. <laughs> From Kevin, either you are or you Arenado. Yep. <laughs> From Zach, now watch me, you. Yep. Ah, soldier boy. <laughs> uh, we've got to do something can Scott related. I, can I get a drop with that, please? <laughs> <laughs> We've got to do something Scott Soldier Boy related. I'll I'll think of something eventually. From uh, Terry, these are all music themed, so more for you, Chris. Uh, Quan Night Standards. Sure. <laughs> uh, Espinal Tap. Although I guess it's yep, Spinal yep. Tap. Uh, Alcantara, feel my face. Yep. <laughs> Helsley's Bells. I like that one. <laughs> Margo ahead and jump, jump. And one for the road, Stump the Schwarb. <laughs> From Bernard. Frankly, my dear, I don't give a damas. That works. One Bregman, one Stott, one beer. Okay. Chris is enjoying himself <laughs> very much Chris. right now. <laughs> this I one's- just can't get past Scott saying, oh, soldier boy. <laughs> I was not oh, expecting yes. it. Uh, this one's from Chris <laughs> on Twitter, not Chris Towers. Cinder Guardians on the Galaxy. Yep, yep. I guess of the Galaxy. Uh, from Dork on APR. Ba with the Boz. <laughs> yeah. 
All right. Yeah. I think it's time to end this one. For Scott and Chris, I am Frank. Thank you all for listening and watching Fantasy Baseball today. We'll be back again tomorrow. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>